I want to talk some more to my friend Paul Ray, who was on the TV show last night, Kudlow Show on Fox Business News, uh, Fox Business Network, um, about the grand scope of the impact of West Virginia versus EPA, which went against the EPA and could really stop uh, all of this transformational climate change stuff, but also it could stop the, what Newt Gingrich calls big government socialism. So Paul Ray is Economic Policy Institute Director at the Heritage Foundation now. He was the OMB um, Information and Regulatory Affairs Administrator, OIRA, which, um, you know, Paul Ray, one thing I just thought of as I was introducing you, d- am I right, did the Bidens stop cost-benefit analysis that was always part of the OIRA regulatory review. Did they actually stop that cost-benefit analysis? Yeah. Hey, hey Larry. And, and by the way, great to join you. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah. So they, they're still doing cost-benefit analysis, but to be candid with you, it's not very good cost-benefit mm. analysis. It's very mm. low quality. And the reason is they have not even nominated someone to be the head of OIRA, of OIRA, the, the office that I, oh, that I was the head of. I didn't know yeah, that. So it's, that's that's right. So, you wow. know, really, OIRA's main job uh, is to make sure that the cost benefit analysis is high quality. If you don't have a political uh, Senate confirmed head of the office, it's awfully hard for the office to do that. And and to be candid with you, I think it shows that the administration is not very serious about understanding whether the rules are going to do more harm than good. Well, I did not know that, Paul. They don't even have an administrator there. That's no, incredible. No, they don't have one, and they haven't even nominated one yet. Huh. Well, you know, I was talking earlier in the show with our friend Newt Gingrich, who uh, coined the phrase big government socialism. And, the, you know, the thought occurred to me that the West Virginia EPA decision, which stops the EPA from these grand economy-wide decisions for which there is no congressional law legislation. But the question is, I mean, you're writing, you wrote in the journal, Wall Street Journal piece, a great piece on stopping the SEC from becoming a climate regulator of business, uh, which is way beyond any statutory authority they've ever had, and they'd have no expertise on the matter and so forth. But, Paul, the, the question is, writ large, Will this Supreme Court decision stop this, you know, march of central planning and, and big government socialism? Yeah, so I think it is uh, one of the most exciting opinions in a number of years uh, from the perspective of, of stopping that march. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it seems to me the SEC has two options at this point. Uh, it can call a halt to its rulemaking on its own or the courts will do it for them mm-hmm. under this West Virginia case. And what about all the other stuff? Like, you know, you've got, just think about this. You've got this uh, Pete Buttigieg at transportation. Uh, I I don't know whether he's written the rule or the rule's out or it's out for comment, but basically that would, you know, it would stop gasoline-powered automobiles. I mean, he's using, you know, we've always had emissions. We've always had tailgate, uh, tailpipe emissions. But he wants to expand this environmental review, essentially would stop gas-powered cars. Now, I would assume that would qualify under West Virginia versus EPA as something he can't do. 
Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I haven't uh, I haven't looked at that rule. I do think that what West Virginia means is that um, basically when an agency is is deciding a major question, and I can't think of anything more major than U.S. climate policy. You know, uh, mm-hmm. if that's not a major question, I don't know what is. And indeed, uh, U.S. climate policy was exactly the major question at issue in the West Virginia versus EPA case. So the Supreme Court also thinks that climate policy is a major question. Um, I think that, you know, you see the administration using every statute that it can think of uh, to, to try to change U.S. climate policy because Congress won't give it the climate policy that it wants. And what, what West Virginia versus EPA stands for is the idea that you can't just use any old statute to try to uh, change the course of U.S. policy on a major question, you have to go to the people acting through their elected representatives. Mm. If you think that the U.S. needs an important new climate bill, well, there's a place to go for that. It's called Mm. Congress, Mm. right? Um, And really the the core of what democratic self-government means in America is that there's really only one place to go for these fundamental policy questions, and that's the people's elected representatives. So if you look at um, the attack and the war against fossil fuels, which was at the heart of the West Virginia issue, um, what I think I understand, what I think this means is the courts and the lower courts will stop the bad stuff. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the spigots will be reopened yet. You see what I'm saying? In other words, Biden's goal is to close the fossil fuel spigots in general, uh, the, you know, drilling, pipelining, refining, and so forth and so on. Um, that stuff might be thrown out, but I don't know that that necessarily gives the oil and gas industry a kind of incentive to go ahead and start making new investments again. You know, they basically stopped making new investments, and we're still we're still a million barrels a day uh, less than we were pre-pandemic when Trump was president. But what I'm asking, Paul, is this will stop the bad stuff, but doesn't necessarily mean it's going to restart the good stuff. Yeah, that's exactly right, Larry. So, um, you know, huge step forward for the court on the major questions doctrine. It really keeps the president um, from from getting up and, and the agencies from from getting up to to some mischief, um, but it's but it's not enough to go in the right direction. To do that, we really need uh, a Congress and a White House that um, that are pursuing what's best for the American people. The court, you know, is just not designed to to substitute for that. And yeah, you, so you're going to get a bunch of lawsuits to stop these onerous regulations, but um, right, it's not going to reignite, which is really too bad. That's so right. Biden, and we mentioned this last night on the TV show. So Biden's in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and he's he's so furious at Joe Manchin because Manchin is stopping climate change. We're not going to have this five hundred billion dollar or whatever um, tax credits for uh, uh, renewables. Um, and then he says, "All right, I'm going to do everything I can to use executive authority and regulations to complete my climate policy." And that's ex- <laughs> and the part that I liked about that is that is precisely what the court is stopping. And there he goes again. Right. I mean, it's just like he doesn't does he not understand? This was I think you mentioned this. This was Obama's what did he call it? Pen and phone uh, yeah, approach. Right. There was, there was a- that's right. There was a famous speech in 2013 
where Obama said, you know, I've been trying to do this and this and this through legislative reform, and Congress won't give me what I want, but I have a phone and I have a pen, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and he said, I can if, if they're not going to give me what I what I want, then I'm just going to do it myself, you know. And if there's if there's one thing that is um, uh, that runs against the the rule of law that we have in America, it's that. Uh, the idea that the president can just do what he wants when Congress says no. Yeah, right. Can't do that. So when you were running OIRA, did you, I mean, did you try to hew, you're a, you're a lawyer, right? I am. Yeah. So it was your approach, you know, to try to hew closely with what the actual congressional legislation was when you were evaluating regulations? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if uh, if there was a a case where we weren't sure uh, whether the statute would allow the regulation, I would look at the statute. We get DOJ to look at the at the statute. White House counsel look at the statute. We have lawyers calls and lawyers meetings and try to mm. see what the statute allowed us to do. We would absolutely take the law seriously. Mm. And what was the rule of thumb that Trump had? Uh, for every one reg, we had to kill two regs or five regs or seven regs. <laughs> that's, that's right. So Executive Order uh, 13771, issued in the first couple of days of, of, the, of the term, uh, set a two-for-one rule. Uh, and, but, but I got to tell you, the agencies beat that. Um, at, at the end, I think they were at about four or five to one for the mm. whole term. Mm. So the Bidens have completely reversed that. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I I think there's uh, I, I can't I can't think of a deregulatory action they've taken right now. <laughs> I would, right, I wouldn't want to hold my breath. Well, all right, Paul Ray, I'm glad you're active at the Heritage Foundation, and we'll we'll talk some more about all this stuff. Thanks very much. 